All right, gentlemen, welcome to the Big Skip Energy Podcast. I am joined by John McNair, Richie Everly, and Neil Stevens. Fellas, I'm going to go ahead and start. John, John, just introduce yourself. Tell, tell, tell who you are what you do. Great. Thank you, Skip. It's a pleasure to be here. My name is John McNair, and I'm president and CEO of the Community Bankers Association of Georgia. We represent Georgia's community banking industry and have done so for 55 years. I'm Richie Everly, President and CEO of Bank of Wrightsville. Also have the pleasure of serving as Chairman of the CBA of Georgia, and uh, it's been my honor. My name is Neil Stevens, President and CEO of Oconee State Bank in Watkinsville, Georgia. And I have some big shoes to fill because I'm following this guy to my right here yeah, as man. the incoming chair. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's just start off with something real basic, man. So why, why does community banking matter to just the general public? Why, why is it an important distinction that gets made between community banking and quote-unquote big banking? Who are wants to talk? I'll start first. Okay. And, um, to me, the, the, the key word, and I mentioned this in the video that was played earlier, the mm-hmm. key word is relationship. And yeah. I think that's an advantage that we have as community bankers. We're connected to our communities. We have the benefit of knowing our customers. Our customers know us. And not just in the bank, but outside of the bank in a day-to-day life in general in our communities. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. I think nimble is the word that comes to my mind. I mean, we can turn quickly. Uh, We don't have layers of uh, bureaucracy to go through. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can serve our customers because there's a great book out that's called The Speed of Trust. Mm -hmm. And uh, and really, that's, that's, that's it. And when you can, you know, trust your bankers to make decisions and turn things around quickly without bureaucracy, things go fast and customers are happy. First thing I think of before I let before I let John weigh in on this. First thing I think of whenever you say nimble is first thing is always local and local decision making. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference because, yeah. like you said, kind of like Richie said, you get to know your customers. That that's a big difference maker in helping a lot of the small businesses and just, you know even just the general consumer mm-hmm. with what they need day sure. in and day out. Right? Autonomy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. John, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, uh, no, no. If you think in terms of the macroeconomic system, right? We have a very diverse financial system here in the United States, more so than any other country in the world. We have big banks, we have regional banks, we have credit unions, and we have community banks. And everyone's kind of in their lane, right? You, you, you know, a, a community bank is not going to bank uh, NCR or Coca-Cola, right? right. But a, a big bank or even a regional bank is going to bank the local pizza shop or the local barbershop or hair salon, et cetera. So if you put it in a context, I mean, everyone's kind of in their lane, and that's the purpose that community banks serve. And I think that was on full display with PPP, yeah. right? I mean, in Georgia, and, and really the national numbers were very similar. Georgia's community banks did well over 60% of all the PPP loans that were done in the state. Take that a step further, and these are not John McNair statistics. These are Department of Labor and Statistics and from the SBA. Those loans saved over a million jobs during the pandemic, yeah. right? And so that is the reason why community banking is so vital uh, and the importance that these institutions serve. We're not... We're not systemically important institutions uh, on a macro level, but we are systemically important to our local communities. Absolutely, 100%. So let's let's shift gears to to the challenges facing community bankers today. Just you know, if you're just Joe Schmo off the street and you you say, "Okay, look, I'm hearing a lot of things about banks. You know, some of it's good, but I know I know my local bankers. But what are the biggest challenges that community banks are facing right now?" Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's liquidity and, and holding on to deposits just due to the rate environment. Um, it, it's not, community banks uh, that I know of have not been, you know, painted with this brush of what happened to 
you know, Silicon Valley and all that. Yeah. It, it, but it's more, it's it's managing the cost of funds yeah. uh, while at the same time, uh, you know, keeping great customers. And I think all community banks, um, I think there was a sh- chart showed earlier where, you know, most everyone has has lost some deposit base. And, yeah. and uh, I think it's just it's a headwind, but mm-hmm. we've had many headwinds over the years and we've come through all of them. It's just yeah. a matter of managing through this and we'll get through it. Uh, but to, to me, at least in our organization, that's the, that's the number one thing we're talking about. For sure. I would add to that, uh, Skip, you know, there's some challenges, particularly for smaller banks in, in the in the world of the in the regulatory world. Yeah. The, the regulations are they're not getting fewer and they're not yeah. getting less complex. And there's a cost associated to, to deal with those regulations, and the cost actually impact unfortunately our customers at times. And the, uh, the other thing that I'll mention that's an ongoing challenge is the um, acquisition and retention. Talent. Yeah, I'm talent. actually going to ask you about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. That's a big, it's a big challenge for a lot of different industries, banking yes. in particular. We got we got a lot of older folks. I mean, I'm about to be 42. I'm considered young. Oh my God, yeah. I don't remember 42. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, John, I, I just want to dovetail. You know, the, the the labor issue is pervasive across any any line of business, et cetera. And what people need to understand is the community banks, they're, they're local small businesses themselves, mm-hmm. right? They have the same challenges as any other business has. Keeping talent, finding talent, training talent, you know, su- supply chain issues. In their case, the supply chain comes from deposits, right? They make loans, so they're managing their financials that way as well. Adapting to embracing technology, what is the right technology for their institution. So it, it's, it's really people need to think about community banks in, in, in those terms. They're just small local businesses like any other local small business. They have the same challenges small other small businesses have. Yeah, so since we, so, you know, since we started talking about talent, what are some of the key things that y'all are doing or trying trying to do to attract and retain talent? I think retaining or, you know, Client retention is one thing, but like I met, you know, mentioned a minute ago, banking in general, you, you get a little older, right? Mm-hmm. So and it's not a sexy profession, right? You know, so 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 how do we, you know how do we attract new blood to our industry to be sure we can continue the initiatives that community bankers do? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you got to be relevant. Uh, you got to be willing to change. You got to be versatile. Um, but, but more so, you got to have an environment, I think, of engagement, where the team is truly engaged um, in, in everything that the bank does. And, and if you can create that, it creates what we talked about this morning, connection. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, that's where the magic really happens. Um, and that takes leadership. So I think throughout the entire organization, you're going to have strong leadership. And that's one of the things we're working on at, at our bank is, is developing leaders uh, for the future. Um, and I think when they begin to lead and they become engaged, it just creates this um, this mystique that people want to be a part of that. They want to be part of growth. And um, so that's, that's that's a few things. There's, there's no, yeah, there's no, no there's magic no bullet. Magic there's no, there's but, but those are the things that, that we're looking at. Yep. Um, I'd like to give credit to the CBA, and this is one of the advantages of being a member of CBA. Um, under John's leadership um, and his stellar team, 
they've gone out to college campuses yeah, and, and they've and they've had some really good results making those college students aware of the opportunities that they have that maybe they haven't considered mm -hmm. that are available at their hometown bank and the career opportunities that exist in those local financial yeah. institutions and I, I, it was really good work on your part thank you there you go <laughs> Look well, at you doing something over there. <laughs> How about that? How about, every, every blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then. Right? Um, but, so talking about banking not being sexy, yeah. okay? Well, think about this. I think when people think about a career in banking, um, you know, they think about the teller handing out cash, right? Yeah. Well, banks need marketing people. Banks need HR people. Banks need people to do social media, right? Um, banks need lenders to help sell their product, which their product is money, right? Banks need accountants, right? Um, so there's a lot of different jobs, right, within an institution yep. other than, you know, just starting out as a, as, as a teller, right, which I think that's the, the negative perception. But if you think about it, that teller position, and, and these gentlemen um, I, I think would back me up on this, I think it's the most important position in the bank because that teller is interacting the of your, your with the customer every day they come in. And that teller is the point of contact to offer, introduce products, services, make recommendations, et cetera. So that's a vitally important position within the institution. So, And I'll add to that by saying we have often identified stars from that teller line. If they yeah. can succeed there, you can usually see those skills, whether it's technical skills, people skills, translate to other spots within the bank. Yep. Skip, I'll, I'll take that even a, a step further when okay. we talk about it not being a, an attractive, you know, opportunity. And we're talking about CSRs and tellers. Think about a fast food restaurant. And Chick-fil-A is kind of held up as a gold standard. With sure. this. Yeah. They sell chicken, for goodness sakes. <laughs> there is nothing sexy about selling chicken. That's right. But what the leadership, and this is why leadership is so critical, what the leadership does is they, they paint a very clear vision, the fact that you're not just selling chicken, you're impacting the lives of people. Mm -hmm. And I think when a teller or it's a CSR wife, or anybody right? is knowing your why, yeah. you yes. nailed it. Mm -hmm. And when you know your why and you're there and you're living that out, something magic happens and so it's just really aligning the personal why with the corporate why mm -hmm. and uh but it, it, banking is it's a pretty boring you know the transaction part sure. is, is not that it, it, it truly is but the fact that we get to impact lives every day oh my though. goodness yeah. that's the that's the big that's the big draw to yeah, me 100%, man. so let's let's shift gears a little bit to something a little bit more i guess down to the weeds so obviously banks have got we've got a little bit of a liquidity issue man that kind of thing that's fine loan demand i think y'all both or all three y'all agree is, is not subsiding especially on the commercial side right so how how do you balance just in general just general banking terms how do you balance Good growth while maintaining credit quality. Hmm. Well, I know that's again yeah. no no magic bullet to that. No, one, there's, so. <laughs> there's there's not. It, it's it's discipline. Yeah. I mean, it, it really boils down to intentionality, and we talked about it this morning. Uh, the fact that you've got to pay attention to every detail, and you've got to be you got to be very very focused, and you mm -hmm. can't take your off the ball, and you can't compromise. You got to have a standard. And I always equate it to an airline. We all we all want to get to where we're going really, really fast. Mm -hmm. 
But if Delta, Southwest, United, you name the airline, if they compromise safety standards, there's a lot of problems yeah, that could happen. Shame, that would be bad. Yeah. So, so I mean, same, same, same with us. And I just, I think it boils down to intentionality. And but you don't always get it right. And of you course get, not. You know, I mean, listen, but, this is a risk business. So yeah. you know, without question, yeah. it's, it's chock full of risk management. Yeah. is what it is. And what was mentioned yesterday by one of the excellent speakers here was vigilance. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you have to be vigilant, and you have to recognize that. There are cycles in the credit industry, and uh, they ebb and flow from good to bad to ugly. And uh, you just need to be aware of the fact that um, we do have a a job out there, and that's to help um, our communities flourish. But we also have to protect our banks. So it is a balance in that. Well, I was just about to say, in addition to what you mentioned earlier about being nimble, I think community banking is also expertly balanced. Yes. You've got to balance. And also what got mentioned today was the qualitative versus quantitative differences. And I think one of the biggest keys that community banking offers customer bases in the areas that they serve is really taking that qualitative you know, factor into account. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. that's that's a big deal, right? Well, and I think too, for uh, for John speaks here. Um, I think that if you are very truthful mm-hmm. uh, with with customers and, and you can't help them, uh, tell them quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, let let bad news travel. Bad news always best delivered fast. Let right? it let it go fast, <laughs> and bad news doesn't get better with time. No. Um, but but at the same time, I think you offer another solution. Mm-hmm. And I think you can deliver things in a way that kind of, to Richie's point, you, you help your customer even though you might not, it might not be what they want to hear. You still have an alternative. And I yeah. think it's just holding true to that. Yeah, for sure. Value. Well, it's, we, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, we all remember growing up the story of the tortoise and the hare, right? You know, the hare sprints off really fast, but the tortoise ends up winning the race. Community banks are the tortoise, right? I mean, in Georgia, we actually have 12 banks that, that are chartered here in the state that began in the 1800s. And I had the honor of presenting a, a certificate to one of them for longevity. I believe, Richie, didn't you? Yours, yours I, I, we, we celebrated last year 120, yeah, 125th yeah, anniversary. So if, one of those. if you think about the last 125 years, right? Think about all the cycles, right? Think about two world wars, right? Th- think about the Great Depression. Right. Think, think about the 60s. Think about the crash of the 80s. Think about the, the crash in 2008, 2009. Right. So here's a bank that is still around after 120 years and there's more of them than you think. Right. So what does that tell you? It tells you that they have kind of figured out how to manage risk over time. I think Silicon Valley Bank was started in the in the 80s. Signature Bank might have been in the 90s. Right. So, you know, these folks are in it for the they, they've proven that they can be in it for the long haul. So very good. So. Wrapping it up, just tell me, so just for the general public consumption, CBA's initiatives that really help the average Joe on the street. Talk to me about that and and, and how it helps. Yeah, I I mean, you know, so Neil mentioned, you know, uh, deposits are the lifeblood for community banks, Mm -hmm. right? And and if, you know, we don't have, as an industry, we don't have big sources of non-interest income. We don't have a lot of fees coming in. We take, you know, these gentlemen and, and, and the members of the association taking deposits to make loans. So our job at the association is to advocate for policies, right, on a state level and a federal level that help keep that flow of deposits coming in. And in 
uh, my first year here in the association, we were able to pass really generational legislation that allowed community banks to compete for municipal deposits in a much more cost-effective manner in which they were able to compete before in the past. And I just got a report from uh, one of the um, uh, firms that facilitate this process that the, the legislation that we pass is now, over, as a result of the legislation, over $500 million of new deposits have flown into Georgia's community banks. So if the average, if, if, if your, your normal average community bank makes, you know, has an 80% loan to deposit ratio, that $500 million turns into $400 million of new loans, right? And so you think about going back to how this affects the average person. $400 million loans is a lot of small business expansion, a lot of small business startup, a lot of new mortgages, a lot of college education, et cetera. And, and, and that's what these folks do day in and day out. So we try to support policies um, in the state house and on a federal level to help, uh, to help that process along. Very good. And I'll add to that by saying their, their educational offerings enhance the, um, you know, not only the operations of our bank, but also promoting the the, the, the new talent yeah. and helping them grow and flourish well, within that, that organization. Anything your crew will yes. ultimately help the customers you serve. And, that, so. and that's something that CBA does very well for all of our mm-hmm. member banks. Absolutely. Neil, do you want to add anything to it? I think they, these guys hit it. Yeah, I, I say, awesome. I ain't really, you know, it, it's 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 all the above. Um, and can't leave out the fun and the networking part of it as well, <laughs> well that we have. Well, that's this true. is a great change of ideas, right? Well, this, this is a great yeah. example of what we've and, been and enjoying this week. I know you got the executive um, uh, forum mm-hmm. uh, that, that you guys are, are working on, and it's. Uh, anytime you can get a group of bankers together that can share ideas, even though we compete. Um, we're all, we all share the same, everybody's struggling with deposit growth mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, all of us are, are sm- smarter than any one person. So, yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Uh, that, if I can just yeah. add one more thing, oh, yeah, we, yeah. we, we identify great partner companies like yourself in, in, in Crescent to yeah. participate in our educational process, but also to provide your high quality products and services to our members yeah. to help them facilitate their businesses more as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that, you know, that. The preferred providers are in line with the with the same thing. CBA. That exactly. Crescent is, and I know that everyone else in this room was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Too, so, all right, Amen. gentlemen. Anything else you want to add? No, I would just tell you that we appreciate what Crescent means to as part of our partnership with CBA. Oh, it's absolutely. a great it's a great example of one of the benefits of this association. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Steve. Thank you for My your pleasure. support. Yeah. Appreciate right, the support, well, John Richie. Neil, thank all you right. very much. Yes, I sir. appreciate it. All right. All right.